Hey, I'd just like to say up top that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing should be taken as fact, but merely stories to enrich your life. Any admission of guilt should not be taken seriously because it's just a joke. All right. Enjoy. Hey, Austin. Hey there, Kyle. I would like to start this episode off with an apology. Yeah, would you? I would. I just apologize that we don't put this out more. But at the same time, I don't. Because, like, in today's modern society, um, I feel like the internet has kind of taken on this weird thing where a lot like how old religions in the past... I like give it up for God. Always show gratitude, and if anything bad happens, that's the devil. Whatever, right? But now we have this internet where it's just like you better act really happy all the time, and if you're not happy, you better have someone to point the finger at and be really mad at, you know? Or and, just set the bar higher and higher. So it's like if you're not putting it out as best as the best in the world, then right. you're nothing. Then why put it out at all? So but that's not like yeah. So. For that reason, I'm not sorry that we haven't been putting it out. In fact, if anything, I'm just mad at my situation in life, you know? Like, I'm officially on probation now. Uh, You know, court stuff makes it really hard to get the podcast out every week. I can feel that, man. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to you. I, like, I had to to buy a new computer because it turns out fixing a laptop costs as much as getting a new laptop. Which is crazy to me. Which is kind of beautiful in a way, but frustrating in, in a certain sense. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, you could say that's beautiful. But my point is, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Right. Sorry, not sorry. Fair enough. Do you have anything you would like to say up top? Um, it has been a beautiful month of concerts. I just got done with Grammatic and then Soundtribe the following week. And Soundtribe had a thunderstorm going on behind it. So anytime their percussionist would go crazy, he'd like bust into a lick and then lightning would strike. And I'd swear they were some sort of wizard summoning a a storm through the sheer power of their jams. I mean, you've heard of rain dances, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, We all know that magic exists. We just don't know how to harness it. Except for I think the people in power do know how to harness it, but that's crazy, right? Mm. Anyway, for the powers of evil. For the, yeah, don't don't harness it for the power of evil. That's harness bad. it for the power of jams. Speaking of the power of jams, you gotta hear our guest this week, Jam. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, normally we wait till the end to do the plugs. But I'm plugging right now. You got to go check out Excel Walker on SoundCloud. It's awesome. And he's here with us right now. We're in... Is this your apartment or is this Evie's apartment? This is uh, Evie's apartment. Ah. This is Evie's apartment. In this wonderfully decorated apartment. Yes. Mine's is a dump. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all, my man. So how are you this uh, fine evening? Uh, I'm good. I've done a lot of running around today. Uh, I've done some work. Well, I went to work and had to go pick up a friend from the VA hospital, and that took a minute, and I thought I was going to be late. Uh, and now, speaking on religion, let's get back to religion. All Just right, for a yeah, second. I'll Just like for a second. In. Just yeah. for a second. You know, uh, religion, not only in America, but all over the world, I think some are sort of screwed up. 
you know, mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. their beliefs and their tenets and, you know, how you know should mm -hmm. act, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I believe in the universe. The universe created us, you know. Right. I mean, if you think that, you know, if you believe that God sent the sun down, that's fine with me. Right. My mom did. I personally don't, you know, go for that, you know. It's specifics, I yeah. feel. Yeah. yeah. Semantics. We are stardust. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's well, some sort of order to the universe. Yeah, like, yeah. We'll, we'll tap into it. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love mine's at home. Yeah, there there definitely is something to that. Because yeah. I find that uh, a lot of people have a belief about God where it's like... God is somehow everywhere, but somehow separate from the universe, right? right? Like yeah. there's us, and then there's God, to which I say, well, then what are both of us a part of? Yeah. Like what's, if, if God is somehow in and outside of the universe, then what is the universe and God contained in? Yeah. And then what is that? And then is there something, you run into the same, it's the yeah. classic, uh, what is it, like Galileo's paradox, where you yeah. can just keep shooting an arrow off a wall and go on forever or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all I'm right, talking yeah. about religion because I don't want to offend anybody, you know. Right. I do hey. believe in the right for a person to worship hmm? however and who, whomever they believe in, you know. And, but my belief is that uh, uh, I believe in the universe, you know. Uh, you know, I came from the stars, you know, hmm. whatever, you know. I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I feel like there's, there's that giant hub of positivity and and good good preaching but like i think the tragedy is when people get stuck into religions where they're not necessarily happy like if it makes you happy do it let me tell you something son <laughs> do you know that if you don't believe in god you will go to hell <laughs> nah. you are burning hell forever no i don't believe that's crap right yeah i mean if god is all loving why would he put his uh, his supposedly children in torment for eternity? Come on, right? Be for real. That's what I'm saying. I it, like even human beings know how to recycle, right? Yeah. We don't. Well, I guess we put some of our gar garbage in landfills forever. But the hope is that it all gets recycled and reused. You know, yeah. like eventually, I feel like your soul can be redeemed if there is such a thing as a soul. You figure there'd be like some sort of a recycling program. Yeah, well, we got energy. <laughs> yeah. uh, they say mm -hmm. energy uh, cannot be what created uh, what destroyed. destroyed. Right. Yeah, only tra transversion. Yeah. I like to say I like to say I can create energy yeah. just to yeah. make scientists well, man. We can, we can. Yeah. You know, I think that I create energy with music and there other you go. other other uh, other musicians, uh, bands or whatever. Like they create energy with music. I mean, right. people get excited, they jump, they dance, you know. Right, there you get the fervor in yeah. the air. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be the devil's advocate, but <laughs> I, I like to I like to think of that as like funneling the energy of the universe and like yeah. giving it to those people rather than like creating it or something. Yeah. You're just taking what's there and not being used and having yes. them use it. Like uh Iceman powers in mm -hmm. superhero comics where they just like suck all the water out of the air and like shoot ice chunks and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that, but with funk and good, positive messages yeah. and stuff. So, 
Speaking of music, you are an excellent musician. I already plugged your SoundCloud. Um, You were telling us earlier about how you started down the path of music, but would you like to tell our listeners? Oh, yeah. Um, Well, my family used to have these house parties. My uncle, you know, and our other kinfolks, you know, they were just newly from the South, you know, Holly Springs, Mississippi. And my uncle Bobby would bring his guitar over, and and my father, you know, he would call himself singing, and... uh, and, uh, you know, they drink the little Morgan David wine, which is MD nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, they go out in the yard or whatever in the back and uh, play their music, you know, old Motown stacks, you know, Atlantic music, you know, Rita Franklin and stuff. And, and I would sneak in there and play my uncle's guitar, you know. And uh, one day he called me. He said, boy, what you doing on my guitar? And I said, well, I'm trying to play it, you know. He said, what you want to learn? I said, well, can you show me the Batman theme song? And this was about 1967, you know. So this was back in the old, like, Adam West, Batman. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Adam West, yeah. Adam West, yeah. Corny as hell, but, you know. Pow. (laughs) Pow, bam. (laughs) Zowie. (laughs) But, uh. But uh, he showed me that, and like that sparked my interest. You know, that sparked my interest in music. You know, just all from the initial like, dun, 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 yep, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That that's what it was. And uh, and uh, a few years later, about 1970, you know, I got a paper route job. Well, not actually a paper route job, but a uh, a job with the uh, city of Chicago. It was for youth to keep them out of uh, the, the gangs and. Uh, I went and bought me a cheap ass guitar, you know, and uh, and I bought me a Mel Bay guitar book. And at this time, we had moved from Chicago to Chicago, uh, East Chicago Heights, and mm-hmm. uh, there were some guys out there: Dennis Bennett, Wallace Bennett, uh, Spot, Shavers, and I watched these guys, and these guys was, you know, I mean, like they were good musicians, and. Uh, and uh, I was sitting watching practice, and they would show me a little stuff. And from the Mel Bay guitar book, you know, it just took off. You know, I would sit in my room at my mom's house for like eight, nine hours a day, you know, especially when school was out. And I would just <laughs> smoke my weed and just play, you know, just play and, you know, turn it up loud. I probably made a lot of noise, I'm quite sure. <laughs> See, that's like the the dedication that i wish i had to a musical instrument i kind of have it mm-hmm. with like coming up with lyrics and stuff because i can do that in the car yeah. or on the bus or whatever but um a lot of mine it, it's funny because i'm like yeah i want to be a rapper i want to be a musician and then i hear these <laughs> musicians talk and they're like i put in eight nine hours a day i'm practicing that stuff i practice my guitar for maybe like 20 minutes a week and guess what? <laughs> and, and guess what, Kyle? That's what you're gonna sound like. I know, exactly. <laughs> but then I'm spending all my other time just like crocheting, and I'm just like, well, I gotta get this done. I could do something else, and then I'm just like, well, this is why I'm always gonna suck. But <laughs> well, yeah. you know what? It all depends on what you practice on. Twenty minutes of you know, twenty minutes. Of, I mean, like twenty minutes a week. That's like about four minutes a day. Yeah, no, it, mm-hmm. it needs to be more than that. Well, it, it happens so sporadically, right? It'll be like that solid like half an hour mm-hmm. or an hour but then like two or three yeah. weeks will go by and I'll just be like oh that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, 
about 19, what, uh, what year was it? I don't know what year it was. Maybe 1971, 1972 or three. I was about 15, 16 years old. And I was playing real loud in my bedroom. Had the windows open. It was summertime. And this guy across the street from me, Robert Dobine, uh, he heard me play. And uh, he's a, he was contracted with Motown. And I think he wrote a song for The Temptation. I forget the name of the songs. Songs he wrote, and uh, he was also with the uh, the artistic, and I forget what label they were on, Brunswick, I think. And uh, he came and said, "Hey man, would you want to play with me and go on the road?" And I said, "Hell yeah!" I, I said, "Well, you may have to talk to my dad first, you know, to make sure, you know." And we were going down, you know, and like this was the old Chitlin circuit, you know, and we were going, you know, uh, Ohio, you know. Kentucky, you know, so on and so on. And uh, and he went and asked my father. And my father said, yeah, just take care of him. And yeah, Doban took care of me, all right. <laughs> we drink wine, <laughs> Rich's Wild Ice Rose, <laughs> smoke weed. Yeah, but but, but it, it was a great experience. It was a great experience, you know. <laughs> it was a great experience, you know. And, uh, and uh, I hung with Doban, I don't know for how many years, but through him, you know, I also got to play with the Dells, the uh, the Shy Lights, uh, a few other good folks, you know, out there in Chicago land, you know, and uh, I loved it, you know, and uh, and it taught me a lot. But Dobin was the one that gave me my freedom, you know. He didn't say, "Hey, I want you to just do this," you know. Just mm -hmm. do no, no, keep it, you know, keep it simple. Dobin said, "Do your thing," you know. He let me solo, and uh, you know, he let me just play my way. You know, and that was the freedom of expression that he gave me, you know, and that's where I play down with the freedom of expression, you know. And even when I meet other musicians, I don't tell them what to play. I just say, hey, it's in this key and here's the beat and mm -hmm. you go from there, you know. And that's like yeah. when you put the skills to the test is like when it's all on you. It's like if someone is like, hey, play it this way, you can mm -hmm. play it that way. And then once it's done, it's just out of your mind. Yeah. But if like uh -huh. if you figure it out, like that'll yeah. stay with you for a while. Yeah. yeah, I believe in the freedom of expression. You know, do it, you right. know, do it your way. You know, mm -hmm. not I mean, like not the way I want you to do it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be like this. You know, I mean, like James Brown, I heard I never played with James Brown, but James Brown, I heard he was a stickler. You yeah. get it's got to be this way. That, you know? Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I I heard he once fired a guy for like one bad performance. Yeah. Like played with the guy for what like almost a decade, yeah. and then like mm -hmm. one bad performance, he's like, I can't have that on my squad. And just, well, well, you know what? Like a lot of musicians uh, or singers or artists back in those days, you know, that were big stars. Even Ray Charles, you know, he fired people for you know coming in, you know too late or either too early on songs, you know, because mm. uh, I think he had uh, who was that. Uh, Big Head, uh, Big Head, uh, he was a saxophone player. I can't call his name now, but you know, him and this guy, Big Head, uh, saxophone player, I can't call his name now, but they had problems, you know. Right. And, uh, but Ray kept him though, because, you know, he helped the band. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it is uh, definitely crazy to me, like, the ability to collaborate with people and that wasn't even something i really realized until pretty recently that bands bring on other musicians like you mm -hmm. have like your core members of the band but then 
other musicians are going to be cycling in and out so that is super sick that you got to perform with all those bands yeah. and like go on the road and stuff like well that, that's well, incredible well for me you know i mean for me i'd like i loved it you know i mean playing with different musicians but uh um nowadays you know uh right now my plan is to go back into the studio and finish what i started which is why i went back to work you know because mm -hmm. i'm sort of seeing my retired you know and uh, use the same musicians that I used before. Uh, uh, Nick Milano, Chris Geary, uh, who else was it there? Uh, Pete, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> uh, and uh, Wes, uh, Wesley uh, Watkins, called him Cosmic Slim, you know. And, That's and, uh, a great nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back into the studio sometime in November. Before the year is out, because my last project was about 2016, so like I'd like to go back in, because I've written about I don't know maybe 20 or 30 songs, and, wow. I, and I, I know I can't do them all, right. but, but I'm going to pick the best ones, and uh, these guys, you know, like they're great musicians too, you know. I mean, like, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Nick J, all these guys, you know, like uh, they are great musicians, and uh, are they the same ones? They're playing with you on the on SoundCloud, songs? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, besides, uh, uh, okay, now like the first two songs, uh, uh, Eric, I had uh, Eric Parker, and he plays the saxophone. You know, I don't know where he's at right now. I think he's out of state, uh, but uh, you know, I got to make sure that I get out. You know, that these guys are not traveling and everything, hmm. right? And, you know, to go do what I want to do. You know, and hopefully, man, you know, you guys are like it when i finish it <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah and uh oh oh yeah let me put this side note in now some of the stuff that's on soundcloud i was on uh i was in the halfway house and uh and i was you know uh be on job search and uh this guy richard you know he was a bass player and i would go to his house on first and grant and i would record his music and then he gave me an hour or so to record mines, you know. Right. And so it was a quick thing, you know. And mm -hmm. on a lot of those songs, I played bass and over, overdubbed the guitars, you know. So, nice. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and this is like about 2013. Uh, uh, I think those songs were uh, Siren Song, Gotta Find You, What other song? Well, whatever. You know, I, I can't right. think of the name of the song right now. But uh, the other songs in 2016, you know, yeah, those are ones that I recorded at Canary Studios. Crazy. Yeah. And they're like self-layered, so you're just stacking it on top of yeah. yourself playing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where is that Dead Canary Studios? That, uh, that song's what? Something, uh, something 30 something South Lafayette. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Juice Soul, he's. He's a great uh, engineer, I think, in my yeah. opinion. You know, he's a great engineer. You know, sound man. You know, and he does a good job, at least capturing my sound. I think. Yeah, yeah. no, I believe you one hundred percent. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I've said it three times on this mm -hmm. podcast already for people to go check out your SoundCloud, Alexa <laughs> Walker. Thank you, thank yeah, you. I mean, I'm gonna ask this now. Um, but could we close out on one of your songs? Do you yeah. mind if I download one of the songs? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sweet. That's Go gonna ahead. be awesome. Um, so, well, I'm glad about that. So, here we go. I'm gonna change gears real quick because this is the latest I think we've ever asked 
our only question that we ask on this podcast except for all those questions we except just for all those questions that we asked before and that we'll we'll <laughs> ask after this but i mean the main question that we ask every time is if you had all the resources and time people whatever you wanted what would your ultimate party be because you've led this incredible life you've had high times you've had low times you're you know you've recorded music you're looking to record more what would be like your ultimate gathering ultimate social event Ooh, shitty diggy uh man i think i would like to uh oh man sucks you know what? I would either like to do a live show at the Squire. At the Squire? At the Squire. Nice. You know, and and uh, get all the musicians I know. And it'd be like a uh, a super mini Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, like, I, I mean, for my ultimate party, you know, for my ultimate party, you know, you know, jam out party would be at either number one at the Squire and if I can do it at the Squire, I would like to do it at the Blessing Blue because I go there and jam too, mm-hmm. and, or either the Corner Beat, you know. Hey, yeah, nice. the Corner Beat, you know. Those, I mean, like those right now, those are about the only three places that I frequent, you know. Right. So right. yeah, you know, I mean, like that would be my ultimate party. Get all the musicians that I know. Come on, man, let's let's go knock it out. Let's drop hey. it on the ass. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that would be live as fuck. Honestly. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Austin. Yeah, I think so too, man. Matter of fact, I know so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, and what's so funny about that is, like, from us interviewing musicians, we get that often where people are like, "I would like to really just jam out with my friends," and it's kind of insane to me that. I guess the music industry, like as a machine, mm-hmm. doesn't allow for more of that because you see kind of like collaborations. But yeah. when was the last time you saw just like a ton of musicians being like, "We're gonna do whatever we want. Yeah. We're just jamming." Yeah, you know? yeah. Just, yeah, just go out and do it. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, collaboration is one thing, but just to go out and jam, you know, I mean, mm. hey, and believe me. I used to do a lot of jamming back in my old days, you know. Well, I won't say the old days, but back in my younger days. <laughs> and uh, and uh, folks, man, folks knew how to jam, you know. I mean, you know, you take a key, a couple of keys, and, and you improvise, just like jazz, you know. I mean, you improvise, you know. I mean, everybody knew where to go. You start, you know, you start at point A, you go to point B, you go to so on and so on, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, people knew what to do, you know. And there are some musicians, uh, well, some musicians that I know that still have that great improvisational ability to just you know take you know take off and just go with you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I always respect how like the there's no sort of like pride or showmanship in in any one person. Like everybody gets their own time right, to right. like be that center soloist, yeah. and then it just kind of like comes back into the pool of right. music. Right, mm-hmm. right. I feel like that's the best way to do it. That is the best way to do it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean. You know, I got my light shining on me. The drummer got his light shining on him. The bass got his light shining on him. And, you know, whatever, you know, you got a keyboard player. And then shine a light on the whole damn thing. You right. know, and just right. go off. Bring it together. Finish drum. Bring it together. <laughs> and let me ask you this, because in my experience, uh, what we were talking about earlier about the, 
the practicing often mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I find a similar thing with when it comes to jamming, where it wasn't until I started playing with other people that like. This is gonna sound silly when I say it, but like music made sense in general. Yeah. I always enjoyed music, but it wasn't until I was playing it with other people that it really did become a language. I right. understood things that they were saying to me through their instruments. And although I didn't have necessarily as big of a vocabulary as them, I could still fit into the... I knew where the song was going, right? You could say, you yeah. Could say, yeah, you could say, hello, how are you? And they could say, hey, how you doing? Exactly, right. <laughs> you just come in and you're like, I'm here, I'm here. And you're like, you are here. Thanks for chipping in quite yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, you want to... Uh, Throw that SoundCloud thing on. Oh well, we're gonna throw that on the end. <laughs> okay. We still, we, I mean, we still got more questions for you. Okay. okay. So the Squire. Now, when you say you're gonna have a super mini Woodstock, are we talking like one night or like a weekend? Uh, just, well, matter of fact, I, I mean, like that's just my idea. You know, right. you know. I mean, like you asked me a question. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I only go out and jam now. I don't have a band. You know, I'm not interested in, in traveling. Or forming a band, you know, because mm-hmm. shit, I shit, I done it for about fifteen to twenty years, you know. Only if the money is right, then I. <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything. Yeah, it changes. <laughs> hey, for real, man, for real, yeah. you know, no shit, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll go on the road if the money is there, you know. Yeah, well, because then you can take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, if someone's putting you out on the road and you don't have a place to stay or food in yeah. your belly or. Mm-hmm the ability to like get new equipment if yours yeah. breaks then yeah no why would you take the risk yeah and uh the thing about it like back in the old days you know uh well back in the day when i was playing uh dobine wherever he went he always knew somebody that we could stay at their house you know mm-hmm. and, and like wish it was cool and a lot of the musicians like nowadays young younger musicians i noticed too like that they do the same thing hey we're coming to town, you know, can we, uh, anybody can help us uh, find a place to stay, you know, instead oh, yeah. of, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, we had a bus, you know, we had a school bus that we had, uh, uh, that we had bought, you know, and uh, and we would travel in that school bus, you know, yeah, you know, and it was cool, you know, we took out a lot of seats and put yeah. bears in the back, you know, just in case we couldn't find a place to stay and we would sleep back there, you know, and bands back then, you know, you know, we would compact, you know, sometimes three pieces, sometimes four pieces, you know, but mm-hmm. never more than four, no more than five, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe occasionally we have a keyboard player, but basically it was me and another guitar player like Bird. They, he was from Detroit and Goldie, they were from Detroit, you know, and Snooky on the drums, you know. Yeah, Snooky was a hell of a drummer, you know. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute, you had a drummer named Snooky? A drummer named Snooky. Like- <laughs> The girl from the Jersey Shore, but like thirty years before that. Don't let him. Don't let him hear you say that. Okay. <laughs> that was his name, Snooky. That was his name, Snooky. That's a yeah. sad day when the the other Snooky came up. Like, you bring shame to the name Snooky. <laughs> Snooky used to mean something. Yeah, show, show, show did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Snooky was a hell of a drummer, man. Uh, he was like in the like a sort of in the pocket drummer, you know, like almost like a Buddy Miles like type. 
drummer. You know, you know, he kept the beat steady. You know, and he know when to uh, ride the cymbals. You know, when I go to solo, and he know how to break it down with the rim chop. Pow, you know, nice. yeah, you know, you know. So uh, and uh, Goldie, you know, Goldie was like, well, he was from Detroit, so he was like. Yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, we can do it like this tonight. And we got, you know, you know, he's like pimpish, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And uh, Bird, you know, Bird was just quiet. You know, Bird was just quiet. And me, uh, shit, while they talk, I smoke a joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dobin said, and Dobin was always like, God damn. Dobin, man, he could talk your ass to death. I mean, <laughs> guys, we gonna go out there, you know, I want you guys to be, a, you know, professional, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dobin, come on, man. Man, we know what to do, man. We done practiced, man, on this shit, man, for a month, man. Come on, man. Psyching me out yeah, now, man, honestly. You know? yeah. I, I recall one time, man, we were in Bessemer, Alabama, and I was high as hell. I took it like about a half a hit, window pain, and man, and, uh, we had done Johnny B. Good, and boy, I just got lost in the solo. I just, I don't know. I think I done like about a three or four minute solo. <laughs> until, until, until somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, man, come on now. <laughs> but you know, those were the days, man. You know, hey, man, but like the party was loving, man. I mean, like the party was loving it. We were at this club called Junkins in Bessemer, Alabama. It was down by the hill, you know, and uh and uh, yeah, it was, it's a good, it's, it's a, it, you know, it's a good time, good time, you know. But I don't like to talk about the old days. I like to talk about man, what I'm gonna do now, you know. Well, yeah, let's talk about what you're doing now. So you got like 30 songs, or 20 to 30 songs. You're gonna pick the best ones. You're gonna get yeah. back in the studio. Right. Uh, you're gonna go back to the same studio. I'm going again? back to the same studio. Nice. I'm going back. Uh, I mean, Drew is my man, you know. Uh, as I said before, I think he captures my sound, you know. Mm. At least, you know. To, to the best that he can perceive it, you know, and to the best that I can perceive it, you know. Right. And if I had more money, I was, you know, just sit there and say, hey, okay, can we put this in there? Can you put a little effects? But, you know, uh, that's on me to put the effects in, not, right. on the, you know, not on the engineer. For him, his job is just to capture the sound the moment, you know, right. that's his job, you know. Yeah. Blown up. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel but, like that, that's a that's a tricky connection to make with a recording artist because yeah. you can want different emotions and feelings mm -hmm. to be expressed, and they can tweak it and tune it in a completely different way, expecting something else. Yeah. But it's nice to that you have somebody that actually like carries that emotion through. Yeah. To the yeah. actual final yeah. recording. Yeah, and I think he does an excellent job. You know, uh, all, all all I can do is say, hey, go to SoundCloud and check out the songs from uh, 2016. And you may not like them all, but hopefully you'll like one or two, you know. Oh, yeah. And also check out the old stuff. Uh, I'd like to call that like the uh, the Black Marcus songs, you know, the songs that, you know, raw recordings, you know, that we didn't, you know, mm -hmm. when I was with the guy, Richard, when I was in the halfway house going to his house, you know, sneaking off, you know, to go to play, <laughs> you know. Uh, check out some of those songs, too, because... Uh, uh, like yeah. Bob Dylan, uh, anybody else that recorded something that you know that the record label didn't want to put out because they didn't think it was good enough. You know, right? Whatever. Yeah. And that's what's so cool uh, about music nowadays, where when you talk, told me about your SoundCloud, I figured, all right, I'll go home and check yeah. it out because I, I got to admit I was floored by your guitar playing mm -hmm. when I saw you at the corner beat. You just got up there and very politely said hey i want to play some songs and then you just started shredding on the guitar in a way that doesn't normally happen there you know what i'm saying and there are 
ton of amazing musicians there and they play their hearts out but this was like something that you could tell had a lot of years of experience behind it and then um and then going on to the soundcloud there yeah they you had the well-produced stuff but i liked that there was this element of rawness to it and it was something i could find it almost found like a hidden treasure like whoa not a lot of people know about this yeah but this is really good you know? thank you thank yeah. you Kyle. yeah i yeah. appreciate it you know and like that's all i want people to do you know i mean if you like it you like it i mean i don't expect everybody to like everything of what mm -hmm. i do you know mm -hmm. but if you like one or two or if you even appreciate it say oh yeah that's you mm -hmm. know I mean, I mean, like that's what I play for, you know. I mean, hmm. for people to like, you know, and for the creator to like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And so, you know, I mean, so, uh, I don't, shit, I don't know what to say. Hell, you know. Shit. But uh, check it out, man. I'm coming back out, man. Sometime this year, November, December. I want to get this stuff out before 2019. So. Uh, New stuff uh, coming down the pipes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. Hey, y'all. Because yeah, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. No, that's. Okay. Yeah, man. Well. Awesome. I think that everyone should check it out. We'll end this off with uh, one of your songs. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for being on here, XL. Uh, it's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me for this interview, Kyle yeah, Austin. Course. You know, yeah. I, I appreciate it. And thank Evie for letting me come to her house because my house is a dump yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Evie. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Right Much on. love. Well, uh, party actually, on. Party on. Yeah, I am going to party, man. Okay. <laughs> I ain't got a work band this Saturday, so I'm going to do me some weed butter. Yeah. <laughs>
that you picked your vice apprentice And he backs you up with hollow sentence That was our episode. A special thanks to Excel for coming on. That was awesome. And music is great. You can go check out his SoundCloud for more of his music. You can go to our website, willems.com, if you want more podcasts, more music, crazy stuff going on and all that. Um, you can check us out on Facebook at the Willems. You can check me out on Twitter at K Willems. You can email us, K at Willems.com. Or you can email Austin at aatwilliams.com. Or you can always give us the a call at 4242-423817. All right, deuces.